Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes you on an in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and Simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Go Simple, the podcast. We had so much fun recording the episode, um, but it couldn't have been done without the help of our sponsor, Karen Simchas and Vikalis. We're going to take a minute to hear a little bit more about them. The following episode of Go Simple the Podcast is proudly sponsored by Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala. Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala was founded over 25 years ago and is based in Brooklyn, New York. KSCVK helps widows, orphans, and people who are in dire need of marrying off a child. Working through their network of vendors, KSCVK ensures that every wedding is just as special as the next. Run by world-renowned party planner Devorah Benjamin, KSCVK takes care that each wedding is as elegant as the next one, ensuring dignity and class through every wedding that they put on. To donate to KSCVK, Please visit their website, kscvk.org, today. That's kscvk.org, and help make someone's wedding special. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another awesome episode of Go Simple, the podcast. We're up to episode 18. That's really cool. I think that's, honestly, that's a really cool milestone for us over here at the podcast. I remember a couple months ago, we were back and forth waiting and debating when to start and how we're going to do it. But, you know, 18 episodes later, we're here. Today, we're actually sitting down with somebody really cool. Um, You may have heard of him. You may have had him play at your wedding. You may have seen some of his music videos on the internet, on YouTube. Um, We're sitting down today with Elliot Dvorin of the Quito Orchestra, based in Chicago, travels worldwide, travels all around the country, too. You know, you can catch him anywhere. We're sitting down with Elliot today. Elliot is a singer, songwriter, actor extraordinaire. And he is joining us today on our show. Elliot, welcome aboard to Go Simple, the podcast. How are you today? How's it over there in Chicago? It's good. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, we're, we're good. We're trying to stay warm, but, uh, but we're, we're all good. And uh, congratulations on, uh, on your 18th show. That's wonderful. Happy to be a part of your 18th. That's a special number. 18. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, happy to be on this episode. I feel bad for you. It's cold, cold and snowy out there in Chicago. It's, it's nice and warm over here in my yeah. world. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Um, no, we, we stay warm. We know how to handle it. And, you know, we're, we're better off. Builds character. Yeah, there you go. So, so talk to us. What is, what's, what's the story? What's your story? Because I know like you're, it's, you're in the music industry. You're a jack of all trades, it seems like. I mean, I was watching, you know, you, you are a singer, songwriter, producer, uh, music video coordinator, you do everything. So how did you get started in this world? How did you get involved in music? And how did you get to where you are today? Uh, that's a good question. Um, from a very young age, I was playing music. I've always been around music. My family's a very musical family from both sides of, of the family. So my both of my grandfathers were band leaders uh, in Chicago, but in very different capacities. My My mother's father... Um, had an orchestra that played all the Jewish weddings in Chicago in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Oh, wow. The Arnold Miller, yeah, Arnold Miller Orchestra. And if you were putting a Jewish wedding together in the Chicago area, he was the, he was the band to call. He would often get called in before uh, the couple was engaged, and they'd want to make sure that he was available to play the simcha. So, um, yeah, so he goes way back, and I guess uh, that's, that's one side of the family. Uh, and then on the other side of the family, uh, my my father's father, so he was a band leader and actually a, a talent agent, uh, talent, a uh, booking agent. 
uh, for, for multiple uh, talents in the, in the Chicago area. And he, um, and so he was involved with that. It wasn't the Jewish theme, but it was, he booked uh, all sorts of acts, jugglers, magicians, musicians, uh, everything, you name it, he booked it. And uh, he has an interesting story also. I don't know if we have time to get into that, but sure, he, totally. um, go for it. Oh, okay. So, so his name is Aldivor and we have to share the same last name. He, uh, through his connections, he, he knew Tom Parker, Colonel Tom Parker, which is Elvis's manager. So he eventually uh, became a part of the, uh, the, the team that worked with Elvis. And he went on the tours with him and did a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And uh -huh. um, yeah, he'd be the advanced man. He'd go from, he'd be one city ahead to set up on um, the Elvis tours. He did a lot of the concessions. Uh, so they would sell a lot of merchandise at the, at the, at the concerts. But the thing that he's most uh, known for that he's best known for is that I'm sure you've heard the, the phrase Elvis has left the building. Yes. Um, it's, yeah. So he coined that phrase uh, because he would be the, the guy that got on the microphone at the end of the concerts when Elvis was done and people wouldn't leave. People thought Elvis was coming back to do another, another song or an encore as a lot of acts do. And he wasn't. Elvis literally left the building and he needed to tell the audience, hey, you know, time to go home. The show's over. And he wasn't trying to coin a phrase. He was just telling the audience, ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has left the building. So uh, that's, that's so where that came from. But yeah, yeah, it's a little known fact. And uh, my connection with, with Elvis, Elvis Presley, uh, through my grandfather. But yeah, anyway, getting back to your, your initial question. So he, my grandfather, he had his own band, the Aldeborn Orchestra. And in some of the early pictures of uh, of Elvis, you can see the bandstands in the background. Some of the pictures that said El Devorin on on the bandstand. So it's kind of cool to to see those old pictures. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, very involved in uh, with music from the from the family, and uh, it was just the thing that we did. You know, we learn an instrument, we play an instrument, uh, and just uh, it's in the blood, I suppose. So I I enjoy doing what I do, and um, yeah, just who I am, who nice. I become. Nice. Yeah. So speaking of Elvis, I, I, I noticed that I saw that one of your music videos, you guys went down, you went down there and you collaborated with a, another acapella group and you did a whole like Elvis themed, like, like video. Yeah. So this was with the sheer soul acapella group based in, in the New York area. And the, um, the leader, David Ross, he, uh, he presented this idea to me. He knows my Elvis connection and thought it would be a good idea um to get get involved with the project so yeah we we put uh it was it's an elvis hanukkah so we took a lot of the uh the hanukkah songs and themes to elvis and we put them to elvis songs and we filmed that at the legendary sun studios in memphis and that was that that video i recommend everyone checking it out it was a lot of fun and i think people will enjoy it especially you know we're coming up on hanukkah and very appropriate for this time of year no totally man so so what it seems so what what else got you into so what propelled you into this world of like simple bands and simple and like orchestra and arranging things like that is it because it seems like it ran in your family you're just kind of like you know what let's go with it because it's fun i enjoy it or what really propelled you to start the keto orchestra so uh, yeah i mean i think it was a combination of the fact that i was i was a drummer initially um, oh, really? So I, I, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, so some of the older videos that we have online are still still online. I, I'm playing drums. And um, I, I would drum, my father had a band, so we played simchas, and I would I became his roadie. So I was old enough, but once I became good enough on drums, I was his drummer, but I was also, I, I would schlep all the, all the equipment and all the gear and set up for him, um, another band leader in the family. And he had taken a position as I was really starting to, come full force into into it and he'd taken a position where he had to kind of um uh, limit his 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 playing at simchas and i'm like well you know i really want to continue and i enjoy doing what i'm doing and it's it's fun to make music it's fun to make music at, at simchas and and uh it just it felt very natural so i just started uh, my own band and i i, I called the key to orchestra i like to play on words with it Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest is history. I, you know, they started to be they started out on a smaller scale, so it was more um, school events, small bar mitzvahs, and I guess over the years it, it's grown to be more uh, to more of a, a involved organization. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a long journey. Nice. That's for, and listen, as long as you're enjoying what you're doing. As long as you enjoy what you do and you have fun with it, you go out there and make every every event better than the next. What? Yeah, absolutely. What is one of your most memorable events that you did? Was was something something that's most memorable to you throughout your musical career? One that stands out in particular. Well, there are a couple. I would say putting this. Um, we did a Hanukkah video, which which has gone viral. Uh, so putting that together was a lot of fun. You know, I guess uh, putting the arrangements and recording it and, and filming, we filmed in downtown Chicago, Daily Plaza. So that, that was really exciting. It was the first of its kind in that way with a full band, uh, with uh, dozens of dancers. It was just a big, a big thing. Uh, and it was a lot of fun to put that together. We got a lot of recognition. Uh, we, we even went on Fox um, to promote wow. it, uh, we, yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun. I, I I look back, you know, every every so often, I can't believe that we we pulled it off and the weather worked out and just everything really had to to come together and it did. And uh, I think um, I think it's a very entertaining and, and fun video. So that's really cool. I would say, yeah, that's among among the tops of the of the list. Uh, the other one I would say that stands out was. Uh, a couple of years ago, we were flown out. The band was flown out to Montrose, Colorado, uh, and we performed the Night for Israel. It wasn't even a, a Jewish organization. It was for a ministry, but they're friends of Israel, and they support Israel, and they wanted Jewish music, Israeli music, and we uh, wow. we delivered. We we gave them a Night for Israel, yeah, and, and sang all, like, classic Israeli songs, and, and they really enjoyed it. I don't think they knew a lot of what was being sung. I tried to explain the, the themes and, and the words where I could, uh, but they really enjoyed and that was really so a cute. kick for us. Yeah. Yeah. So That's that so also cute. stands out because it's so out of the, uh, you know, out of left field, but it was, it was a great event and that stands, stands out in my mind as uh, something very memorable. Yeah. Why not? You know, so, yeah. so with the Keto Orchestra, it seems like, do you guys, do you travel, do you guys get a lot of gigs outside of Chicago or do you guys get, you're mainly based in Chicago? Our primary, our primary locations are in Chicago and the Midwest. You know, we've driven to, to Milwaukee, to Detroit, uh, and another, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, a Cleveland, 
So, oh, nice. you know, we're, you know, we have a nice hub here in, in Chicago, but you know, like I said, we've, we've flown to places um, outside, but I would say the majority are in Chicago and in the Midwest for sure. That's yeah. pretty cool. So you mentioned a couple the music videos that you did. You see, I, I, I have, I, I've noticed this. I've, I've watched a bunch of videos. You guys seem to really like doing your music videos. Um, a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of guys out there who do music videos and a lot, and you know, it depends on the person, depends on the singer, but what, 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 who helps you with your concepts? Who, what do you, what do you, what, what goes into making music video with you guys? Since you are, you, I mean, it's not just like you're one guy, you're a whole band, you're a whole orchestra. Like what goes into making these types of your music videos and what gives you, what, what goes into making them great? Um, I think it starts with a vision and an idea and there's so many ideas that don't make it uh, that I think about it and I decide, you know what, uh, maybe that seems right now at the time, but it's not going to last. And it, you know, they're, they're big, they're big productions. So they really have to appeal to a, a wide audience and, and hopefully be relevant and entertaining for many years. So that's always my goal. And sometimes uh, it's not easy to find something. And sometimes we're, I'm not, a hundred percent spot on you know i think that oh this is going to be great and it's not as good as i or it doesn't uh get to as many as many people as i would have liked but it's still a, a, a good production so you know we've had a lot of different types of, of of projects and with varying degrees of success if you're just talking about viewership uh some mm -hmm. of the ones that i'm most proud of i mean obviously the ones that have a lot of views you know you can you know, I'm very proud of those, but the ones that haven't, I still stand by the music and stand by how everything worked out. And it's there. It's there. Um, they'll last. I don't As long as YouTube is still in business, uh, they're not going anywhere. So I, I would say that it starts with an idea and it has to, in my mind, be relevant and enjoyable and will last many years down the road and will still be enjoyable then. I try not to get uh, go on the, the, the fads or, or trends at the time, but something that'll endure in the long run because they're they're not small projects. They they do take a lot of a lot of time and effort and energy, and I love doing it. I love every second working on them. Uh, but they uh, they are involved, and um, I, I I love every single project that we worked on. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I I gotta ask you. Hey, this always I always have this question in my mind. Now I finally have someone who can answer it. What's up with everybody doing Hanukkah, like always with the Hanukkah songs? Like always, with, everyone does Hanukkah parodies, like the Maccabees and everybody. Everyone just does Hanukkah parodies and like Pesach parodies. Like, what's up with that? I mean, I'm, I'm, asking, I'm asking because, you know, you did your Elvis Hanukkah, which is really cool. I liked it. I thought I got a kick out of it. But like, you know, like everyone does like Hanukkah songs and Pesach songs. And nothing else. Yeah, right. Well, I, it's a good question, and I, I think I can see both sides of the coin. So I, I think the Maccabees are probably the first ones to really bring it to the forefront of people's minds. I mean, parodies have not been—they didn't create the parodies. I mean, Schlockrock, oh, you yeah. know about. Uh, you know, they've been doing exactly parodies uh, for for decades. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone knows knows about uh, parodies and, and and Jewish parodies, so that's that's nothing new. But I think it was the, the America Beats in it was the right time of, I guess maybe when 
YouTube became um, in the mainstream, it was just that was hitting uh, so many more users and viewership. And at the same time, they uh, they took a great song, made a great parody, made a great video, and it was just uh, that put it on the map. And then I'm, I think it was probably that proof of concept for everybody else to think like, oh wow, look at how much uh, how much attention they they're getting, or look at the kind of success that one can do in that way. So I think Hanukkah was the first one with, with their video. And I, I would say that other groups have also had other success with the various Jewish holidays because it's something that uh, people enjoy and the music from the holidays is very specific. And um, uh, yeah, it's an enjoyable thing to pass around. I know that around this time of year, you hear a lot of, you know, Christmas songs and well, you know, why not share our holiday songs as well? So we're not, we're not shy about our Hanukkah songs. May as well try to get that right. to as many people as possible also. So I think it's a, it's a bunch of stuff, uh, but it does go well. I think it's, it's nice for people to be able to wish, um, wish their friends, their family, their, their coworkers, their non-Jewish coworkers a happy Hanukkah, just like anybody else would wish somebody a Merry Christmas. So it's nice to have something uh, that we can share from our, our religion, our culture as well. No, totally. No, I just think I just find it funny. It's like it's just Hanukkah songs and Pesach songs. Like there's nothing <laughs> really. Like no one does anything else. Is it? Is it like because those are the easiest ones to like to to make a parody out of? I guess, I guess it could be. I mean, like, what are you gonna say? Well, I, I think there are other ones. It's just that maybe they're not as mainstream because of the fact that it's. You know, I think Hanukkah is probably the most commercialized of all the the Jewish holidays. Yeah, uh, so you, people just may know about them as much. The same thing. So we have other other productions that we've done, but since it's not, but our Hanukkah by far is the one that has been seen by the most people. So I think that that exactly, yeah, that answers that, that question of yeah, no, it's, it's a great question and something uh, something that I wondered, and I think that's also I wanted to do something for Hanukkah because you know we love the, we love the Hanukkah songs, and I uh, I thought I could do a, a nice job with the music so that's uh yeah that's a great question so when you're when you're when you get booked for a wedding what what's what goes into making like the music and the event awesome and spectacular and like giving people that everlasting memory that wow i just went to this really cool wedding and the music was amazing what what goes what 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 goes into making the perfect event for you guys um that's a good question I think each event is a little bit different, but what we try to do on everyone is, is deliver what the client's looking for. So I guess we'll assess what the client has in mind. We discuss their, their vision for, for the event, what they want, and we, we respond and we deliver to their tastes. And um, we offer a variety of, of music, so whatever they're looking for will cater to their needs. Um, and yeah, and then we just try to do our best job and, and bring a high level of energy and with the, the appropriate song selections and uh, really have just a good time for, for our specific clients that are hiring us, but also for our, all their guests. So it's a really, it's a balancing act of, of combining their, their requests and what they have in mind with making an enjoyable time for everybody. And, um, you know, we have a lot of experience over the years and different types of events and, and different types of 
of uh, even within the weddings, let's say there's so many different types of weddings that it could be and really just delivering a good time with great music and uh, high, high energy level. So I think that's also key, just keeping the people dancing when they're supposed to be dancing and also uh, not making the music too loud when it's not supposed to be loud. That's also helpful. <laughs> Everyone likes, likes uh, the appropriate volume. No, for sure. What, what's one of the craziest requests you guys ever had when, when doing a casana, when doing a wedding? Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a string quartet play some Led Zeppelin for a nice. football. Yeah. Nice. So that was, yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. Um, yeah, I, I think that, that comes to mind. We had a lot of interesting songs. Uh, as requests for chuppas. And within the same chuppa, we could play uh, Oysin Pripichik and Love Me Tender. So that's always, I always find that so interesting that uh, that proves my point that there's such a, a wide variety of tastes. And within the same chuppa, within the same wedding, we're doing uh, something, you know, an Elvis song and uh, a Yiddish song. So it's, it's always fun to do that kind of thing. Oh yeah, it's great. I mean, and you guys are entertainers. You're an entertainer, so it must be so much fun for you, like when you're out there and feeling that energy from the crowd and feeling the energy from the guests. I mean, I also happen to be a musician myself. I play drums, guitar, saxophone, um, and keyboard. And at my wedding, wow. I got up there and played the guitar. I played a couple. I did a set. My friend was on the drums. My drum, my friend was on the drums. I was on the guitar, and we just like rocked the entire hall, like the entire hotel. It was insane. And oh, great. What'd you play? Um, a bunch of stuff. I don't remember, but it was just, I got a lot of people up there. We were just rocking the entire, entire place. And like, it must be so much fun for you. Like the, the, the rush I got being, I'm not an entertainer. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm funny. I like to schmooze people. That's why, that's why I run my show. But like, you know, it, for you to go out there every single night or whenever you have, depend, you know, to go out there every single night and just be on and be entertained and, 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 do that it must be so much fun you must like walk away with such simcha and such happiness at the end of the day you know because it's not just another gig it's it's fun for you you know absolutely it really is I, I remember when i was first starting i was just so excited just to play music and to to put a you know a band together even if it was like only like three or four musicians it's a, it's a small group but i was just so excited to to write out a, an arrangement and then to hear the musicians playing it it's really, it is a thrill. And then I found out, and I get paid for it. Right. I wasn't even when I was younger. I wasn't even doing it for the money. You're like, I get paid um, for this? So not, exactly. Wow. It's, it's right. <laughs> it's, it's so true. And I'm like, wow, this is great. I would have done it for, I don't tell the client, I would have done this mm. for free. But, and they're playing. Yeah. So uh, that was a real kick. And I think it's exactly right. There's a rush. There's a, um, there's, there's something that, you know, a high energy level, they just get a sense of fulfillment by just, playing music and it's enjoyable and the whole thing it's a simple it's, it's really it's it's just a lot of fun i mean it, it is work and so there's so much work that people don't even know about how much behind the scenes goes into it and and to make it yeah to make it look easy and everything with smooth and all the transitions and having the songs and every, and making it really delivering it um right. is there's a lot of work that goes into it but i enjoy that that part of it as well uh, sure. but but there's nothing there's nothing like you know just actually playing the music and everyone having a good time and dancing and you, you really see that and, and when the the audience and the, the crowd and the you know the guests are, are into it we feed off that and just it, it it's true there's nothing else like it what's the largest event you guys ever played 
Uh, I would say probably one of our larger weddings with several hundred people, you know, five, 600 guests at the wedding. One of these big ballrooms um, would probably, besides the downtown, I don't know if you call that event when we're, we're shooting one of these music videos. Um, but as far as number of guests, it's probably, you know, five, 600 person wedding, I would imagine. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be fun though. That's yeah, be- they definitely are. What's the farthest place you guys have ever been flown out to? Um, let me think. Uh, well, I guess me personally, I've, I've flown to LA for events personally to sing in acapella situations uh, with other, other groups as just a singer. Uh, so personally, I guess it would be yeah, the West Coast, but I would say with the band would be Colorado. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your band yeah. is the same guys you've been working with for, how does it work with you guys? You you switch up your musicians every, every single time or it's the same people? You no, I, I try to get the same core. We're the same core of musicians, but sometimes individual musicians uh, can't make it. So the, the core group is, is the same uh, on, on most of our events. But like I said, you know, not everybody can make every single job. And sometimes they're, uh, there are more musicians or, or fewer musicians depending on on what the event calls for. So I really I, I like that we've become this team of, of core musicians and they're they're playing the music as opposed to reading it. That's also the difference. Where if you're familiar with the music, you're playing it, and when you're just reading it, well, it's okay. There's a different spirit, I think, and there's a different feel. And mm-hmm. and and I like when the music is played as opposed to just notes on a page. Uh, so when we have the same musicians that work together, you know, the nuances, you know, the, the styles, you know, you just kind of mesh right. and blend together and you're just making music. Uh, oh, and there's, sure. yeah. So uh, I do try to keep it, but like I said, sometimes we have multiple events and uh, we'll have to split up a little bit, but we'll still have the, the core, core musicians, the, uh, our, our regular, our regular players. Nice. What would you say? I mean, I'm wondering, like, since you grew up in this and everything like that, but like, what would you, who would you say is in the Jewish music industry, in the Jewish music world, like, who would you say is some of your biggest, like, influences? And like, who do you try to, like, take your style, like, who do you try to like, emulate when you're on stage? Because I know a lot of these guys we've had on the show are big performers and they're entertainers. Uh, who, do, who would you say is, like, a big influencer for you in, in the music industry? I think I've been influenced by so many different uh, entertainers, musicians. Um, I was a big Beatles fan growing up. So, um, I, you know, I, I used to know, I probably still do most of their songs on, and every word on a lot of the, the well-known songs. Um, so just as far as dissecting songs and, you know, listening to the chord progressions and modulating into different keys you know i think that the beatles especially their later stuff is so interesting to analyze but i don't know i i and, and as far as jewish music you know i love um some you know Karl Bach tunes are just there's nothing like it um and i would say also i one of i guess one of the influences that i've had to try to model my arrangements after would be um, not to to single out any one band in New York, but a couple of the more prominent bands that I 
I looked at them. I saw, all right, they've, they've got a good thing going. I like what they're doing. And I would model my approach similar to some of the, the New York bands. We're in, we're in Chicago. So right. um, I kind of have to bring the, the New York sound to Chicago. And that's kind of what I did. So we have a lot of emphasis on the horn section right. and interesting, interesting horn arrangements. Uh, and I, I actually have that written out. I know a lot of times, uh, initially at first, when I'm, I'm, I'm putting them on the bandstand, the, the sheet music, and it, it's a new arrangement, mm-hmm. um, it, it takes a little bit getting used to. But I, I like just having that, that horn section uh, and an arrangement in that way. And I really I do enjoy uh, a good yeah, horn section. So I, nice. I would say, yeah, I'm influenced by, by many different places. I think Elvis also was a big influence in my life just because we have the family connection. Um, nice. And just, yeah, so I just, I've been influenced anywhere and everywhere. And have continue you... to, to go to nice. musicals and concerts just to, to keep that, yeah, that inspiration and influence uh, going. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, have you ever had, have you ever played with any of these big time Jewish musicians? Have you ever had any of these guys, like someone hired you guys, but wanted to hire and hired somebody else to do the singer when they, and when, or when people hire you, it's a whole, it's a one, it's a whole package. Um, we both, we've had where we're the band and they, they like a particular singer and, um, and usually from the New York area and they'll, they'll fly out and we'll work with them, um, Mm -hmm. on our bandstand. And yeah, we've, we've had, We've definitely had that, but we also, you know, we, we deliver uh, our music with everyone, you know, from Chicago. Um, and I've been on other acapella uh, gigs where we've, we've worked with other singers as well. Um, and uh, Pesach programs over the years. Oh, we've nice. been uh, provided acapella for the, the guests, you know, Yontif and Shabbos, and they'll have various performers come down and we'll, we'll sing a song with them. A couple of years ago, we, we sang with uh, Shweki was there on, on the program and Benny Friedman. Oh, nice. And um, yeah, yeah. So we got to meet them, got to sing and, and perform with them, did a song or two here or there. But yeah, I mean, anyway, uh, to make music and, uh, and it's, it's always fun to, because to, you play these, these, these performers, their songs all the time, you know, they're, it's part of the uh, the zeitgeist, and uh, to actually perform their song with them—that's it's a real kick. That's pretty cool. Wow, yeah, and Elliot, it was great having you on my show. I got—I'm really happy. I got to learn a lot about the other side of things, about the synth band side of things, as opposed to like the the studio musicians and the and the the guys who the the singers who are out there producing albums and things like that. And I like it. I I, I love it because you know. It, it, it really has a has a personal personal place in my heart. It's like I said, I grew up as a musician also when I was in when I when I was younger, I used to be in the school band playing saxophone and involved in that in that type of music, like the like you know, the full arrangements and things like that. And I love it. I, I really love it. And and my mother yeah. said to me, she's like, you know, don't ever forget that you know how to play the saxophone because <laughs> it'll come in handy. <laughs> I said, yeah, let's see what happens, you know. But <laughs> like, you can start a simcha band. I said, okay, listen, you never know what will happen. You never know what Hashem's going to do for me. But uh, Absolutely. you never know where it'll be, where someone's like, hey, man, you know how to play an instrument? Sure, I do. Um, 
and so it's cool it like this brings me back to this brings me back to to my younger days and i'm pretty young i'm only 28 but you know it brings me back to the day you know um, right and it was it was i'm happy that i got you on the show uh so where can no, happy to be here this was a lot of fun yeah totally man so how do people if someone's looking to book you for a wedding if someone's looking to get you out somewhere i mean i know you are listed on gosimpla.com the well, the one-stop shop for anybody looking to make a simcha and find the right vendors for your for your party. I know your list on goes simcha, right. but how else can people find you and book you and get in touch with you? Uh, great question. So start with go simcha, but uh, you can also go to our Very website cool. ketov.com, and that has all our contact information. It has links to our videos that we discussed and, and other music. And I think that that's probably the best source um, to start with was, would be our website, ketov.com. That's pretty cool. So, so anybody who's, who's looking to make book a really cool band for their next class in a, or looking to book a singer, an acapella guy, visit ketovorchestra.com. <laughs> You'll be able to check out all of Elliot's stuff and all their, and all their information is there. And like I said, Elliot, it was, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. It really brought me back to my 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 youth, as they say. Um, and <laughs> much haslacha in in this. Thank you so much. For sure, man. And 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 Zisha, it was a real pleasure to be on your 18th episode again. Uh, it's a it's a schus to be a number 18 here. So thank you for having me. Totally, totally. Keep in in the words in the words of of Lenny Solomon. Keep on schlocking. <laughs> absolutely absolutely well, will do Zisha thank you so much sure all the best my friend thank you so much for coming on the show you've just listened to another wonderful episode of Go Simple the podcast for more news updates and information on our next episode like us on Facebook follow us on Instagram at Go Simple Live and don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com Thanks for listening, and remember, go Simcha!